Hello folks, welcome back to Lords of Order, the DC Character Doctor Fate Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Keep in mind, guys, this is a spoiler podcast, as I will talk about today the Earth 2 book, issue 12, dated July 2013, The Tower of Fate, Part 3, The Man Who Was Fate. If you want to send me some feedback, you can send it to the Dr. Fate Podcast at gmail.com. The website where I post the episodes, you can leave comments, bigtimenoise.com slash Dr. Fate, that's DR, Doctor. Lords of Order is on Facebook and Google Plus. Notices of new episodes are there. You can leave comments as you wish. The writer for our story today is James Robinson, penciled by Nicholas Scott, inked by Trevor Scott, colored by Barbara Ciardo and Pete Panzas, and lettered by Desi Sienti. Uh, we start off with a beautiful cover of Dr. Fate and Wotan fighting in the four midground of the cover, and in the background, Green Lantern coming towards us to uh, help, we would assume, Dr. Fate. The book starts with a news broadcast from On Scene. Uh, Miss Lee Travis is telling us of a fight that is going on overhead. The next two pages are a two-page spread of Dr. Fate and Wotan fighting over the streets of Boston, U.S., beautifully rendered, beautifully rendered. However, double-page spreads irritate the everything out of me because I now consume my comic books digitally, and two-page spreads kill digital comics. They might be beautiful to hold in your hand and look at, no doubt, I agree. Digitally, they're a pain in the butt to manipulate and move, and I just... No, if you're going to do digital, you can't do two-page spreads. If you do two-page spreads, you can't do digital, one or the other. But nobody seems to be be understanding that yet. Second two-page spread consecutively after the Dr. Fate Wotan spread is a scene of the World Army sending troops out to contain the fighting while Green Lantern in the sky and the Flash on the ground hold back the World Army to allow Dr. Fate to defeat Wotan. Then we get to the story proper. An hour ago, in the Tower of Fate, we have Dr. Fate, newly minted Dr. Fate, I might add, conversing with the Flash. The Flash is uh, pretty beat up, and he's concerned that Khalid Izzer is not ready, and he's kind of second-guessing him, but kind of looking out for his buddy, asking, you know, dog, are you are you sure? And Dr. Fate is telling him, well, this is what I got, whether I'm sure or not, this is it. And Flash asks him, well, since this is it, you think you could hook me up with a new outfit here? Dr. Fate says, ah, that's on you, man. You, you control that, not me. And so we see the Flash kind of his new outfit here, because it's, uh, what does Dr. Fate say? It comes from your own subconscious. So I'm not sure what that has to do with how he got the outfit or his powers, but there we go. So they head out of the tower, uh, Dr. Fate and Flash, to get back to, to ultimately to rescue Flash's, uh, not Flash's really, Jay's mother, who's being held captive by Wotan, who sent Jay and Khalid 
or uh, I guess it's kind of confusing. The, the Flash, really, he, he was in his, the guise as the Flash, and Khalid into the tower to bring back Nebu's powers because Wotan wants them but could not enter the tower. So they went in. Khalid acquired the powers, is now the newly minted Dr. Fate. They are coming back to confront Wotan to save Flash's mother. Uh, a little back and forth between Wotan and the Flash. Uh, yeah, okay. A little posturing there. Uh, another two-page spread here of Dr. Fate approaching in just an, an awesome outfit. I, I really dig uh, this incarnation of Dr. Fate's outfit. It's really cool. And the the Flash coming from the midst of a portal that Dr. Fate conjured to get him outside. Flash is running to his mother who uh, her entrapment, she's released from her entrapment because Wotan uh, fixes all his attention on Dr. Fate, does not have the uh, attention, the concentration to do hold Jay's mother and fight Dr. Fate. So Jay's mother is released in the uh, brouhaha, as it were. Dr. Fate and Wotan just wailing on each other back and forth. We see that Nabu, we have different bubbles here so that we know what's going on. The conversation in Khalid's head between he and Nabu. Nabu is trying to instruct him. Uh, Khalid is fighting that, wanting to, uh, as Mr. Sinatra put it, do it my way. Uh, Not working out too well. Nabu pretty much has and is maintaining the upper hand. Uh, Even though it seems like Nabu's strategy is a pretty good strategy, Khalid um, i.e. Nabu or the collaboration, whatever you want to call it, just does not have the power to pull this off. So Nabu suggests that here in this land, Wotan is too strong. He's been here too long. Uh, he relies on the power inherent here. He, he is too strong for us now, particularly with you being very new to your powers. Let's take this to Earth. So Dr. Fate opens a portal uh, to Boston. Jay scoops up his mother, zooms through the portal, and that's the last we see for the time being, because now we cut to Macau, China, where we have Green Lantern and Hawk Girl digging into what is behind the uh, terror attack on the train that killed Sam Allen's betrothed, I think. I think he had just proposed to him, if I recall. He certainly was intending to, and I believe it had occurred right before the uh, train wreck, or or perhaps the trip on the train was to celebrate it. I don't remember. I apologize. Uh, It's been quite a while, and I did not go back and review. So there in Macau, China, digging into the trail of what Sam was involved in, why he was killed. They have some information that has led them to a dock at Macau, a particular shipping crate box here that uh, Green Lantern opens with a emerald can opener. And they see inside that it is stacked with dead parademons. Uh, in the midst of their discussion, really what to do next, they decide that they're going to search out uh, Eddie Kai Long, who is a mob boss that is in their path of information. But Green Lantern is summoned, in essence, by the power 
that he needs to be in the U.S. to take care of something there. So he leaves because it's a uh, it's it's something that he can't. It's an imperative that he can't not do once it's placed on him. So he leaves Hot Girl in Macau, China, and jets off to the U.S. We cut back to downtown Boston, where the first panel is, again, a, a beautifully rendered, uh, that first panel is about a third of a page, rendered of the, rendering, I should say, of the Wotan Dr. Fate epic battle magical conflagration thing going on here between the two. Wotan is red, Dr. Fate is yellow, energy nimbuses colliding. Um, Jay arrives uh, on the ground in downtown here, puts his mother down, looks up, you know, to check out what's going on. We see that Khalid is starting to use now some of um, Nabu's advice in, in what to conjure and how to conjure it. Uh, the, the tide isn't really turning yet, but you can see Dr. Fate kind of holding his own because now apparently... Dr. Fate's power is stronger here than it was in the realm that the Tower of Fate is in, which I thought was kind of interesting. And Wotan's power is reduced here in our realm. Green Lantern arrives. He hooks up with the Flash. The Flash gives him the quick rundown. Golden Black Magical Good Guy, Dr. Fate. Green Skin is Wotan Magical Bad Guy. It's their fight. We should just run interference. Green Lantern asks, interference from what? And we see the World Army, uh, and Flash says, well, uh, I think those guys fit the bill. There's a couple airships here dropping off World Army um, soldiers. Green Arrow goes high. Flash stays low to try to hold off the World Army as it is uh, their bailiwick to rein in any superpowers that are exhibited by anybody, bring them into the fold as it were. So right now on Earth 2, most, if not all, superheroes are quasi-renegades. Um, several panels on a, on a bias, on a diagonal here of the fight. Wotan and Dr. Fate, Green Lantern, and the Flash all doing their individual things. We see that Wotan is perhaps starting to succumb to Dr. Fate's strategy uh, in the midst of... Uh, De- deforming himself, uh, making himself um, immaterial so that the magics that Fate is currently working pass through him harmlessly. Uh, Dr. Fate uses a magical spell from Menhit, the goddess of destruction, that attacks Wotan's body before it can be reformed, so it kind of catches him at a moment, moment of weakness. Uh, and catches him in such a way that he then casts a spell from Horus, God of War, that completely dispatches Wotan's body, uh, seemingly disintegrating it, but when Flash asks, um, Dr. Fate says, no, I don't... Th- uh, man, that was savage. Did you just kill him? And he says, no, I don't think so. I think I just sent him to another world or another dimension, someplace. As I learn more about my powers, I'll tell you for sure. So a green arrow now... Uh, excuse me, green lantern now comes down... And they they determine that uh, discretion at this point is the the better part. And so Dr. Fate transports all of them away. Now, four hours later, we are at the Global Broadcasting Company HQ 
in New York City, which turns out to be the home of Alan Scott. Uh, they're all here, and basically what occurs is that uh, Alan has revealed to Jay, his mother, and Dr. Fate, who is, is still in the Dr. Fate persona, uh, that he is Green Lantern, and he indicates that, uh, hey, you know, my media company will put a spin on this, you know, we'll come out being okay. Mom tells him, well, you know, that's Jim Dandy for you. You got your money and you got your digs here and everything, but we got nothing. Our home was destroyed. Alan says, hey, you guys can stay here. I got plenty of room that nobody uses. Um, speaking of which, I need to go back while you guys are hanging out here to China and get Hawk Girl. Uh, Dr. Fate tells him, no, probably not. You want to check out the news here. He flips on the news and it's Lee Travis again. Uh, only this time she is reporting from the country of, let me see, Darain, where Steppenwolf has set himself up as the ruler, and that the uh, world army has declared war on Darain and is uh, moving to invade. Dr. Fate suggests that perhaps this is where we need to go rather than to China, which is interesting because I would think it would be a good idea to send Alan Scott, or, or Dr. Fate actually, since he can teleport, go to China, find Hot Girl, come back. Uh, that way they'd have more hands on deck, but we'll see. I haven't read that issue yet, so I'm not sure exactly what's going to go on. Uh, so there we go, guys. Uh, next up is All-Star Squadron issue 47. Another one of the origin issues of Dr. Fate, as I've said, I'm going through the older books uh, chronologically, so um, I, I warned you guys up front that there would be several of these older episodes that would be just retelling, rehashing editions of origin stories. This um, All-Star Squadron 47 is one of them, which isn't too, too bad because All-Star Squadron turns out to be one of my all-time favorite books from anybody. Uh, I read it during my rather uh, formative comic book years, and I, I still enjoy the concept very, very much. Looks like we have another origin book after this, uh, probably scheduled for episode 11, and then maybe the origin episodes are over and we can move on filling in the Dr. Fate mythos as a whole. So, there you go, guys. Appreciate you hanging in there for me during the uh, show hiatus. Hopefully, I'll try to get one of these out every month or so. No guarantees, because I, I just I try not to guarantee what I'm not 100% sure that I can deliver. But I will do my best to try to get these out much more regularly than they have been for the past five or six months. Check you guys next time. Lords of Order is a Teal production. And as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0 unported license.